What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. Here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady and he caught ball. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Goes toward the end. Battle in. Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. And we are... The salty dogs. dogs. You're repeating yourself, but that's okay. <laughs> and we have this. No, big... I was explaining that the, the well, podcast is named after us. If they didn't listen to the intro, then I guess you have to tell them we're the salty dogs. Yeah. Okay. Two <laughs> guys. Some want to skip the intro. That were there for. Why would you want to do that? You know, I said greetings everybody, but when you think about it, a podcast is more of kind of a one-on-one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a whole audience listening at the same time. Well, there is, but you want to make it more intimate. So, like, when we're talking, we're only talking to you. That's kind of my point. Like, Jane Doe fires up the podcast whenever she wants to sure. and listens to it by herself, and Bob Smith does it at a different time and listens by himself. So, whoever you are right now listening to us, it's just it's just us two and you. And thank you. We're, t- we're, we're going to get together and yeah, chat so here for a little bonding. while. We're <coughs> bonding. All right. I'd throw out kumbaya, but I'm not sure if the audience would understand what that is. All right. The Buccaneers are on a three-game winning streak. Yes. They are 5-1 and one overall. And they are. And that's a good thing. For just the fifth time in team history. Unbelievable. How many times have the Bucs started a season 6-1, and one, Mr. Jeff Ryan, Salty Dog? Uh, I don't believe they ever have. We never have. Every other time we started in 5-1, and one, which was 97-79, and 05, we lost the seventh game mm-hmm. to go to 5-2 and two every single time. So this would be cool. I mean, it's not like we're going to be well, out of the playoff line if we go to 5-2. It's, it's been a long time so we, since we've been 5-2. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of the fans out there are going to get that reference. Well, look it up. You'll know. Sam Weich. It was great. Um, well, before we go any further, though. Okay, I do that's right. I always try to steamroll no, right through this. No, that's full, that's cool. I'll go, I'll go real quick here. Uh, yeah, give them thanks. the money's worth. Well, they are. Thanks for the fine folks at Beef O'Brady's for sponsoring us. Wings and beer, beer and wings. Nobody combines them like Beef O'Brady's. You can start with the award-winning traditional or boneless wings in a variety of sauces, dry rubs, and then next, of course, you got to pick your brew, and they have all your faves on tap at Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets beer and wing time. All the time, and you got something for us. You got a. You got a. You didn't ask up. for it this time. You got well. You Should last week. You, well, last week you're kind of whining like oh, I was. I could do this every well, week. Well, I just don't know if I can do eighteen or twenty. Well, let me just say this: Do you have a beef, O'Brady moment? Not a moment. I, I, just, you know, just plain and simple. Sure. Hey, nachos are good there. They are. I mean, it shouldn't be hard to make nachos. No, kids like nachos, don't they? It's a nice thing to share at the table. Sure, there you go. But, um, you know, as long as it's good chips and it has plenty of the stuff you want, whatever mm-hmm. protein and the cheese, and the, and it has all these. Sour they're not cream. soggy chips. They're, they're good. They're solid chips. I, I, will, I will endorse the nachos. If that's your thing, you go to beefs and you're like, I don't really feel like wings this time. Sure. I understand. 
Fair enough. I've had them. I can say they're good. Good. So the Bucks are five and one. The interesting about thing about this season is that it looks like it's really turning into a very top heavy NFL and uh-huh. NFC in particular. Yeah. I mean, Arizona's now six and zero. They're no fluke at this point. It's clearly not a fluke. Kyler Murray's the leading MVP candidate. Uh, and they and they won without their quarterback and a couple other players. What are you talking about? Arizona, right? No, their quarterback oh. is Kyler Murray. Who's oh no, no, without their head coach. Yeah, what, what I meant. Some people were out with COVID. so when The head coach and some assistant coaches. Which makes you wonder, when a guy is an assistant receivers coach, I think he is something like that. Yeah, I know. Never called plays before. And he calls the plays and you win. So now, is it (laughs) really super-duper coaching or just a really good team? A, I would say that guy's done a – I can't remember his name. It seems like it was Speedy or something like that. Um, It it is, yes. But that means you've really been doing a good job of paying attention to your head coach Mm -hmm. and absorbing everything that he does so you can call plays similarly got to help that guy's career and it, it speaks volumes of the head coach that what he wants implemented everybody has got the game plan down players rest of the coaching staff I they, like do it. they not have an offensive coordinator is he the uh, offensive coordinator I think he's as well? the, yeah he's so the you go to the assistant wide receiver coach i guess because you really don't want to overburden your receivers coach or your running backs coach sure. or your line coach because they have things to do on game day mm-hmm. i guess the assistant wide receiver coach is a little more Flexible. Uh, more time to sure, me. be thinking about plays. And it could very well be a comfort level. So they're 6-0. and We're 5-1. and The Rams are 5-1. and Dallas is 5-1. and Green Bay is 5-1. and That's all in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is also 5-1. and 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 there's teams that absolutely are contenders, like Buffalo 4-2, and Kansas City 3-3. Three and three. I think the Chargers are real contenders at 4-2. and yeah, two, And they can't count out the Saints. They're 3-2, and two, but you can't well, count them out Well, what's yet. crazy is the Titans are 4-2. and t- No. No, they're three um, and three. I think Baltimore is four and two, five and one. I just said. Are that. they? Mm. No. Well, wait a second. Who's in the A uh, with Buffalo? Buffalo's all. F- Buffalo's four and two. Okay. Which is a bit surprising. They lost their first game of the year to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and then it looked absolutely dominant for the next four weeks. Yeah, they lost last night. They lost to Monday and it, night. quite a game. It was a very good game. That was last night because we're doing this on Tuesday. Yeah, it was a great game. It was a good. You know, it's crazy. Uh, kind of off track a little bit, but. The primetime games have been really, really good. The Mondays, the Thursdays, and the Sunday games, where that's not usually the case. But no matter what teams have been involved on that Thursday night game, they've been good games. They have, and we helped with that. We threatened to run away with that one. Yeah. But a couple mistakes kept it close. Kept it fun. Keeps you interested. <laughs> I, I, I it's got to tell you, Jeff, two, I, it's I a enjoy. tale of two halves. You know, we were very I kind sp- of enjoy when we run away with the game. Because you still had to – okay, well, this is a good point here for me to bring in my thing that I want us to do every week, which is what was your favorite thing Mm -hmm. in that game? I think – and it's not really going out on a limb here, but the Tom Brady third-down rollout pass to Antonio Brown that kept that final drive alive was my favorite moment of that game. Funny you say that. That was the – they do a um, Gene Deckerhoff call of the game. Okay. And that was the play. I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm not going out on a limb. No. But I just felt so good at that moment because I was getting a little nervous. If they Mm -hmm. get the ball back, because they interestingly went for two after their third touchdown. So now they're in a point where if they get the ball back, they can win with a touchdown and a regular extra point. So anything could happen. I I think our defense would have stood up. But you never know. No. No. Two of their three touchdown drives were basically the result of 50-yard pass interference penalties. That could happen again. You sure. never know. Yeah. You, well, that's just it. You don't know what's going to happen. So until we – that was what they call – I don't know how many fans out there know that that's what they call a four-minute drill, mm-hmm. even though it chewed up six minutes. The idea of a four-minute drill is you get the ball back 
I guess with four minutes left. Sure. And you get enough first downs so that they you don't have to. They don't have back. a chance to right. get. They never get so the ball a, back. So that was a successful six minute, four minute drill. Yeah. Um, in that particular game, I really don't have a. Uh, I, I took I, yours probably. You right? did. You did. But I was just kind of you know rolling around thinking. Um, I'm going to slide that one over to you. Then you can I, have that one because I got one. another one. What do you got? I love the blocking on the two. Leonard Fournette touchdowns. Real good job by those guys on the right side. Like uh, I think, no question. I think Jensen had a key block. Mm-hmm. Kappa, Werfs, all of them had key blocks on those plays. And the second one in particular, Leonard basically he had a, it wasn't like he had to bash his way through. There was a hole. He he basically went through it yeah. untouched. Probably no, probably scraped up against his guys, but it was it was a big enough seam that he didn't have to power through. It was funny after the game was over with. Um, Dave and Gene took their headsets off, and at the same time, they both said, boy, this is really great, uh, some really good football we've been able to call. This has really been fun. Well, that's cool. And, yeah, and and it was kind of like, I said, well, you paid your dues because we've done some games that, you know, we're, <laughs> we're trying, to, yeah, trying to figure out which end was we up. We deserve this. We do. I, You know what? You get you, – you. Since Tom Brady's arrived, the Buccaneers, let's see, they're 15, 20, 20 and 6. You've not been through a period what of are year. They pl- what, what are they now out of 11 out of 12 games winning? Oh, the last 13 yeah. of our – Is that let's see, 12 we, out of 13? We finished with a, with a five-game, five eight-game winning streak mm-hmm. counting the playoffs and have won five of six. We've won 13 of the last 14. Wow. My Buck fans are really getting spoiled. That's fun. It <laughs> is. I don't think – I'd have to go back and look to be sure, but I doubt we've ever had a stretch, you and me, where we're working here where we've won 20 out of 26 games. Oh, No. No, we won. So we went. I guess we went fifteen and four in the Super Bowl year. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to see where we. No, were. in the beginning yeah. of two thousand three wasn't great. Uh-uh. I mean, there was too many weird losses there, and I don't remember the end of two thousand one exactly how that regular season ended up. That was the year we had to. One of the games got moved to the end because nine eleven was that yeah. the Philly game that didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, Philly. We talked about that last week where you, we played Philly at the end of the year and then Philly on a playoff game and lost. So. Yeah, yeah, so this is obviously the best stretch of football we've ever been a part of. Do you of. know you know what else? Uh, um, earlier today, Rondé Barber was in here doing his uh, uh, doing his his uh, game film session. Film session. Yeah, favorite, and, my favorite video on the on the uh, yeah. on the website every week. I, I learn something every single time. That's what I was telling him. I was telling him that really enjoyed it and everything. And then I said, "You're not going to believe this, because out of all the people, he would enjoy this." I said, "The people at Lincoln Financial Field were the <laughs> nicest people. And I even said, are we in Philly? We walked through the media area. There, how, how, where do you need to go? Oh, it's this way. Uh, oh, let me show you. Uh, have yourself a good day or have a good game. There was, was a lot of that. I was walking uh, um, with, with a buck polo on and Sometimes because I'm an elder statesman, they think I'm a coach or something, <laughs> and, and they, they'll have a, hey, have a good game tonight. And I was thinking, wow, this is one of the friendliest places in a long time, <laughs> and we know that they're not always friendly. So props That's to them. That's really not the rep. They're, they're, they're props to them. I not as friendly as the people at Raymond James Stadium because we keep winning the customer service award, That's so right. there must be something I to it. I thought you were going to say you were you were amazed to see that, that – Rondé Barber's signature is in the locker room still. Somebody showed me a picture of that. No, I didn't. Like he's written up on the wall. Oh, is it? In the visitor's locker room in Lincoln? Yeah, and that's weird because that's not the stadium where he no. made his signature play. No. So I don't really know the whole story behind that. I don't. That, Joe, I Jura's, Joe Jura Vicious should have his, his uh, name written the, on the wall. 
tipped himself that tipped own himself, pass. But he also sure. had a big play in the in the Philly game in yep. in, um, in the vet. Yeah, as we all remember. Mm-hmm. Did you um, did you go get a cheesesteak when you were in Philly? I didn't. I walked around on the day, the long day that we had before uh-huh. the game, and I just didn't feel like something that heavy. Yeah. I saw a couple places. I'm like maybe, and then I saw a battle place. I'm like that sounds really good. Yeah. You know what that is? Uh, no. I think it's Korean. They're oh, like okay. Buns, sure, sure, different sure. Different proteins yeah. and things in them. We um, we actually walked. Um, we were trying to decide where to go because you know Pat's is That's very the famous. famous. There's two famous There's, ones, right? Yeah, and and so, but I was talking to some folks uh, the night before, and who live in Philadelphia, and I made a comment about, yeah, I'm going to go get a get a cheesesteak, and they said, Have you ever tried Jim's? And I said, No, and they said it's on South Street. It's really, really, really good. And I go. Okay. That wasn't far from us, right? No, it was about a half-hour walk. Uh, okay. Jason and Jason Turner and I walked there, okay. and um, it was it was you know what I've had Pats before, mm-hmm. and um, it was good. It was, was it Cheese Whiz? Uh, I didn't go with that. I went with uh, Polo Provolone. Okay. You can, but the authentic can, way is you can get whiz, it right? that way. Everybody, you can get it that way. But I um, the first time I had a cheesesteak sandwich uh, with Whiz on it, I. As I took a bite, uh, the cheese just dripped totally down the front of my sweater. I don't like that. I didn't either. And so from then on, I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, that would be a little bit traumatic. That was, listen, I can do a lot of things, but if I spill something on my clothes, it drives me nuts. I don't like to get it on my hands and face. Yeah. That's what makes eating one of those kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. But it was really, really good. And as you said, it might be a little bit heavy, but when you're walking 30 minutes. You walked it off. I just didn't feel like it. I mean, you know, I've had cheesesteaks before. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. go see the Liberty Bell again this time either. <laughs> no, I heard it's cracked, so I don't need to go. <laughs> so, talking about how we're seeing things, uh-huh. getting to see things, sure. and now talk about things that we have not had a lot of in our career, especially the last like 15 years before Tom Brady arrived. Right. What we're seeing now in the last few games is actually encouraging in that the running game is starting to make an impact. And we're never gonna. We're always gonna be a pass happy team as long yeah. as we have Tom Brady and these pass catchers. You've never seen a passing team like this Buccaneer team either. By right, the way. but now throw in a pretty good rushing attack. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We were talking the other day about how this offense could get even better. Oh, I agree. And I think this is the way. And let me throw a couple numbers at you. Over the first three games of this season, we only had eight total rushing first downs. We were basically only moving the ball through the air. Okay. Over the last three games, we've had 21 of them. Wow. And we've had a lot of long drives and a lot of time of possession because of it. Time of possession in our first three games. Remember, if you don't know, 30 would be right down the middle. Sure. 25-33, so not good. 26-29, 29-50. Last three games, 33-55, 37-07, and 39-56. Wow. So even, even starting from the beginning, our time of possession has gotten better Every single week. Now, you can win a game and have low time of possession just because you score really fast sure. or you have some defensive scores. But what the Buccaneers are doing is controlling the ball a lot better and keeping the ball out of the other team's hands. The time of, time of possession in the first half in the, the Philly game, it was ridiculous yeah. how long we had the ball. Yeah, I don't remember the exact number. But it was, it was no, yeah, it was, it, was, it was, I think it was like 20-some minutes we had the ball in the first half. And then... We also did. We also get the ball. No, I think they got the ball to start the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think also we can say a lot about uh, the offensive line. That's helping with this rushing attack get better. better. I don't think they're getting any credit. They didn't give up any sacks. I, the story going into that game was Philly's defense 
has one of the best pass rushes yes. in the league, and they do it without blitzing because they got all these guys, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Kerrigan as a backup. Um, I can't think. Derek Barnett. They're loaded, and they've done a great job of pressuring quarterbacks. No sacks. Mm-mm. No sacks. Now, Tom Brady got rid of the ball quickly about at, a, at a, the average of about 2.46 seconds, which is very fast. So that's part of it. And he worked. He took, again, he's taken what the offense is giving us. And I think I'm a broken record because I think I said that last week. But they're daring us to run the ball because for the first three weeks or so, we couldn't, couldn't run, run it at all. Yeah. They're not wanting to blitz because they want to play coverage as much, as much as possible. They're playing a lot of soft zones. That's Bruce Arians' words, not sure. mine. You know, trying to take away the big play, two high safeties a lot. <clears throat> and so Tom's just like, okay, first of all, I'll give it to Leonard Fournette. He's doing great. I'll throw it down over the middle of the field. I'll throw it short passes to the outside. We'll, we'll run screens. We're running a lot of screens in that game. They're just taking what they're giving you, and we still end up with almost 400 yards of offense. Mm-hmm. It would have been 400, but the, for the kneel downs at the end. And for someone that had a sore thumb, he did okay. <laughs> yeah. He was very accurate. Vo- seriously, I, I mean, that was the big talk. That was, you know, it's all everybody was talking about when we got there early, but didn't seem to affect anything. So two weeks ago, Tom Brady, who you wouldn't believe can ever have a new career first, for the first time in his career, threw five touchdown passes and for more than 400 yards in the same game. He'd done either of those things plenty of times, but not at the same time. Right. He actually did something he's never done before in this last game, too. What's that? <coughs> Pray tell. He completed over 80% of his passes in a game in which he threw 40 or oh, more passes. Okay. He was 34, 42, for, it's about 81%. That's the first time he's ever done that. So and it's because... Offensive he's line, de- and they're taking what he's taking, what they're giving them. Yeah, and that's all. You know, that was always everyone was always trying to knock the O line, and and actually, you know, they did struggle a little bit. But I I always thought they were pretty good, and I just thought there was never any really cohesiveness because someone was always getting hurt. But now, it well, seems no that problems with that this year, and nope. not much last year. Knock either. on wood. Um, but no, they are playing very very well, and they I and you know the other side of the coin too is. I was reading an article uh, about the O-line where they know where Tom Brady's going to be, and that that really helps. Because he doesn't move around a ton. Right, and that really helps as you're making your protection. That's interesting. I I thought it was, too. You know know where the guy is rather than, what are you doing over there? (laughs) (laughs) I'm blocking in that direction. I just sent the guy right at you. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's good stuff. You know what I, I like? is that I don't think the team's played their A game yet. I think they've played well, and so I'm looking forward to as the season progresses. There have been stretches. Yeah. There have but, been stretches But not a complete games. game. Has not, been not a for 60 game. minutes, but mm-hmm. you have seen stretches of full team play. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, some of it in, against Miami for a while. Um, <clears throat> I, I think the defense is getting better, too. Oh, yes. So, and, well, that's, and that's with a ton of guys injured. Yeah, you know, that's that's the... Um, a lot of credit to Todd Bowles. Uh, uh, yes, yes. I think, too, um, you know, uh, Richard Sherman going out uh, with a hammy, you know, you don't think about it, but he, he played three games in 11 days, and he really hadn't played. You keep saying that. I like it. It's three games in 12 days, actually. It's 11. People Bruce, always say 11, but that's not true. Bruce Arians said 11. That's because you count and from... I do. Okay, so the first game was when? The fourth? Uh, the, yes. The third. It was a we Sunday. had games on third, the 10th, 
and the 14th, right? Mm -hmm. So you're saying, okay, 3 to 14 is 11 days. Mm -hmm. Count them on your fingers, Jeff. October 3rd, 1, 4th, 2, 5th, The day's over with, so I am saying what... I am going with the, what the head coach says. I trust the head coach. That's because everybody always says three games in 11 days, but it's actually three games in 12 days. I don't blame coach for saying that because everybody always says that. Okay. But I'm asking you, so if you to take your are, blinders off here. Are you, are you, are you, you're counting? Count the days on your fingers, Jeff. See what you get up to, 13, 11 or 12. Go ahead. I don't have that many fingers. You can use two toes. <laughs> okay, Scott, you can have 12. 11. But it is 12. Yeah, okay. I'll count them for you. Go for it. Watch. Watch my fingers. The third, the fourth. Well, no. Why don't you go Sunday? So you would go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, you have to count Sunday. We played a game on that day. Monday, Tuesday. You're you're doing it wrong. The first game was on Sunday. If you say we played three games in 11 days, you have to count the games that have the, the days that have the games on them. All right. The first day was the third. Correct. Or if you want to start with Sunday. Let me look at a calendar. You want to start with Sunday? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Twelve days. All right. You're not counting the day that the first game is played on. That's the that's the fallacy here. Okay. Are you just I, saying that to no, make me shut up? I, no. <laughs> Fine, Scott. <laughs> you did you did forty five seconds on it do all over a minute and a half. It's fine. It's the eleven salty, it's the salty 12. dogs, Jeff. I'm just going with the head coach. That's all I'm doing. Now you may be perfectly right. And Coach Arians also said mm-hmm. um, in the day after a game <laughs> press conference, saying something good about the offense and how he liked the start. Yeah. And how, I mean, how could we get off to a much better start? We started, we had scored touchdowns on our first three drives. Sure. That wasn't technically true. No. It went touchdown, touchdown, punt, punt, touchdown. Uh huh. But I don't think that he did anything wrong by saying that. It's just, that's. It's, it, he got the basic idea across. The offense did get started. And, of course, you know, at the, in the moment, in the second when you're up at the podium, right, might not remember the exact sequence of events. But he, his point was, was well taken. Sure. But it's not actually 100% accurate. Okay. So his point of three games in 11 days is well taken right. without being 100% accurate. Now, if I, if I say it again, you're not going to go sideways. I just hope the listeners out there are on my side on this one. And well, if you, you do say it again, they'll be screaming at you in the okay. headphones. Okay. Well, get ready. All right, moving on. You know, we were talking about all the four and two teams in, in the AFC, and that's what I was looking at. Is uh, let me gonna go all the way back. You talk about really good football. Who would have thought? Well, you would have thought the Bills would be four and two. I'd right? have thought they'd be five and one. Yeah, but the Chargers are four and two. The Raiders are four and two. That's a surprise. The Bengals are four and two. That's a bit of a surprise. The Titans are four and two. That's not a surprise. Yeah, so, a little surprise how they got but, there by beating Buffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's there's I think there's really good football going on, like you said previously. Well, there's I think if I counted right, there's five teams in the NFC alone that are five and one or better. Uh, We've already played and beaten Dallas. We won't play Green yeah, Bay. You We've have, lost to the Rams. Like you said, the Cowboys, uh, the Cardinals are six and zero. Oh, the Rams are five them. and one. No Packers are five and one. Can, yeah. You know what's interesting is you lose the first game and everybody thinks your season's over with. And those teams that lost the first first game have rolled out to Green Bay and Buffalo primarily and Mm -hmm. Dallas yeah Green Bay Dallas and Buffalo all have all lost their first games and have been really good ever Mm -hmm. since Mm -hmm. Um, but okay I'm gonna I'm gonna since you since you upset me with a numbers thing I'm gonna quiz you on a numbers thing right (laughs) now Jeff all right 
Oh, since who, I upset you. Who on this? Come on, get some tough skin there, salty dog. Who on the? Well, you're just you're just being irrational and not willing to to actually listen oh. to the logic. All right. All right. Who on? Sometimes the, logic's no fun. <clears throat> okay. Continue. Who on our offense has 420? Let me finish the whole question. Right. 420 receiving yards. Who has 418 and who has 409? Who has 420? I'd say Antonio Brown. Nope. Mike Evans. Oh. So who has 418? Antonio Brown. Right. And then Godwin has 409. Three guys over 400 already. That's crazy. With the 17th game, they're all on pace to get over 1,100 because we've talked about No, we talked about 1,000 would be now. But even in 16 games, they, they would be on pace to get 1,000, all of them. They'd have to was somebody. I'm starting to think it's actually possible. Oh, I think it is. You I, just need to avoid injury. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess that's everything, though. You know, we were talking about yeah, defensively, and we're having yeah. we're having injuries, and and um, you know, Richard Sherman played three games in twelve games in twelve days. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't have it in me to argue with you anymore. <laughs> I just think you've seen reason. Um, no, I, it's called I'm, it's called. Uh, compromising it's called humoring me <laughs> humor the guy who's right <clears throat> listen if we don't disagree we're not having any fun for crying the out only loud. thing well i know that's why I, I ran with it but what i was saying before is defensively we, we're playing well but i don't think we're playing really you know it too up to potential because of injuries it'd be nice to have levante sean well, i i will Carlton, say that i'll say antoine this. after the game was over with i did say we missed levante yeah, Kevin did a nice Kevin job, and we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to Kevin. He always does. Yeah, yeah. and But there is a different, it's, it's just a different style. Well, and he's he's seen it all. Sure. He's so instinctive. But I think that's probably something that really gets overlooked is we have we have guys going down, and we're plugging and playing, and we're still winning. D. Delaney, yeah. Pierre Desir, and yes. Dime Packages. Um, Mike Edwards has done great. Kevin Minter's done great. You know, when you start thinking about that we had two corners coming off the street, right? They were really? on, on their couches. Dazier and, Sh- and Sherman. Yes. And Delaney had, has hardly played any defense in his career. And Richard Robinson hasn't really played on D yet, but he's done well mm-hmm. on special teams, and they say he looks good in practice. So, that, so I have to attribute that to what you were saying before to our, our coaching yeah. staff. They just brought in – well, and also the, the – Rob McCartney and the P and the Pearl personnel guys finding guys to they, do it. They have yeah. their list ready, and the latest one they just brought in was Bleedy Ray Wilson, mm-hmm. who's played a lot of football. He's played last year. Bleedy, had three picks last year. That's a great name. Is that a, that's not a nickname, is it? No, B L I D I. I think that's how it's pronounced. Bleedy. Oh. I, I don't know how else you would say it. Cool name. I'm going to look into that. He's been in. Uh, he's been with Atlanta for a while, so uh-huh. I'm familiar with him. Um, but yeah, the defense was really good. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia's. They they only got like 115 passing yards, something like that, and it took them a lot of throws to get there. They ended up with 4.4 yards per pass attempt, which is, Jeff, that's really low. Mm-hmm. That's the fourth lowest in a game that we've allowed in the last decade. That's that's making them fight for everything, and most of their yards through the air came on the two oh, penalties. I think they had over 190 well, yards. In, At in the end of the third quarter, what? Philadelphia had 110 yards on penalties and 99 yards of offense. Yeah, I think... I think we also set an NFL record of, of uh, defensive penalties um, during that game. Yardage? Because uh, we're only giving s- up was like a hundred. The number of yards. Yeah, hundred thirty. It was a record, really. Yeah. Well, there was ninety-five on the two pass interference calls. Mm-hmm. There were only seven penalties overall, 
And it was a holding call on offense that was the third one that B.A. really didn't like and has been talking about. And how about many sacks did we have again? Two? Two. Yeah, because yeah. both of them were Vita Vea splits. Yeah. He's a, for such a big guy, he can move. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. There was a play where a running back came in his direction. He was being blocked. I think he was being double teamed. Mm. And But he's just standing this guy up. And as soon as the running back starts to go into the hole, he just kind of tossed that guy <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> And moved over and just welcomed the running back into his frame, like I'm, like he's hugging him. It was just like he just tossed that guy, slid over, was like, "Here I am, come on, here, yeah, come to Papa, yeah, give me a hug." Yeah, here, this, this is as far as you get to go. And that was the end of that running yeah. play. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. They actually did end up getting 100 yards of offense, which is so rare against us. But I mean, I'm sorry, of rushing, because Jalen Hurts had some scrambles and Miles Sanders. They ran a couple of draws that worked for mm-hmm. like 36 yards in their right. last scoring drive when I guess we were laying back a little bit trying to make them take their time. <clears throat> that was That's why we had to do a six-minute, four-minute drill because they got the ball back down by two touchdowns with eight minutes to go. I'm like, yeah, as long as we can make them take a lot of time, even if they score a touchdown, sure. they won't have time for another one probably. But they only took two minutes because of those big plays. Yeah. And it took the crowd out too pretty quick. That's That was the other thing I noticed. The, the fans were in it, and then they kind of disappeared, and then they came back in it. Um <clears throat> That's a, that's that. Uh, you know, we're one third of the way through the season now. That's the only thing about this it, new math with the seventeen game schedule I yeah. like, because there's eighteen weeks now. Because uh, you can never say with sixteen weeks, right. seventeen weeks, sure. you're never halfway through. No. Now we can say we're exactly one third, and after nine weeks, we'll be exactly half. So I like that part of the math. Yeah. I don't like anything else about the seventeenth. No, no, and it's crazy because it's funny you say that because this morning that was brought up that how fast it's gone, and. You know, it has gone. We we have the the Bears game, then we have the New Orleans, New Orleans, and then we have the bye week, right? And then we kick off again, and, and that'll be halfway through the season. Then we're in New Orleans. No, rather we're in um, Washington. Washington. So yeah, that is that's steaming by. Yeah, once once you get into November, it does go quick, but it's fun. Well, then because you fun. also got to plan like Thanksgivings and. Uh, Indiana- Christmas shopping. Uh, Indianapolis uh, Thanksgiving. Well, we're in... Um, Indy Thanksgiving. Yeah, but not during the week, right? No. No. That weekend. We are playing on Halloween. We are in New Orleans. I like that because I like being away because I don't like Halloween. You don't like answering the door? I don't like any part of Halloween. Yeah. I don't like the I'm, costumes. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Who needs to collect a whole bunch of candy? I don't yeah. need any more candy. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Kids home... Kids like it, though. Yeah, but my kid has grown up. He's yeah. in college now. So you're the guy yelling, get off my lawn. No, if I'm candy. home, no. The only thing, if you don't want to give out candy, then you got to turn off all your lights sure. and hide in a room somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> don't be the person who has <laughs> lights on but doesn't give out candy. <laughs> what my wife will do is if we're not going to be there, like if we're going to spend Halloween at a friend's house, right. she'll put a bowl of candy out anyway. And that lasts what? One, who knows? One the person? first kid can yeah, take it comes, all, right? Yeah. I mean, you hope that they're, you know. You good know. natured, good. It's Halloween. It's trick or treat. It's probably the slightly older ones, like the yeah. five year olds with their parents are going to sure. do what the parent tells them to do, but the, yeah. the thirteen year olds are going to come over yeah. and take it all. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, I don't like Halloween. Well, sorry, I'm a Halloween I, Grinch. So just so you know, that you're probably in one of the craziest cities for Halloween. Really? Yes. Huh. New Orleans. Oh, we will be then. Yes. yes. I thought you were in, right now. I no. Because right now I'm in Tampa. No. When in Which you probably knew. But in that, um, New Orleans is really kind of crazy on Halloween. All right. We should get to Kevin pretty soon. Let's just right, look let's at the Bears real quick. Okay. Let's, we can. We, we haven't talked about the upcoming game okay. very much, and that's Chicago. Um, let me tell you this. Khalil Mack 
former, is good. Former NFL player of the year. <laughs> Obviously, he's been good pretty much every season in his career. He has six sacks already, Jeff, through wow. six games. This is the first time in his career he's had six sacks through just the first six games. So mm-hmm. that's kind of scary. Well, what I was I was surprised, not surprised, but found it interesting that uh, Bruce Arians made a comment today that Chicago is one of the better defenses. He said Chicago be, Rams and the Saints. And the Saints. Are yeah. the best defenses we'll face, which right. is true. Right. So They they have Robert Quinn on the other side, five mm-hmm. and a half sacks already. They got good guys in the middle like Akeem Hicks. Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith is one of the best all-around linebackers in the league. He can blitz. He can cover. He's, he's got 62 tackles. And so I guess we'll be talking next week about whether we love our offensive line or we don't love yeah. our offensive I mean, line. This is a big test. They've, the, I think the Bears blitz a little bit more than the Eagles and have had good success with mm-hmm. that. Um, <clears throat> they've got a good cornerback in Jalen Johnson. Their safeties are decent. Uh, it's a good defense. Um, you know, so their offense, if you look at the numbers – not good. Right. Thirty second in the league overall. Thirty second passing. Yeah. Thirty second scoring. And they're in that tweener of who do I play quarterback? No, we're going to. Well, go they've this made guy. their decision. They did, but you know, they they're did. still unlocking Justin Fields. Yeah. But scouting report on him has always been mobile. Yep. This last week was the first time he really ran very much. They weren't design runs; they were mostly scrambles. Right. Um. He has a big arm. He was known at Ohio State for his downfield accuracy. They've got. Allen Robinson, who's not crazy fast, but can get open deep. They've got Daryl Mooney, who's fast. Darnell Mooney, who's fast. Mm-hmm. Marquise Goodwin is fast. They haven't done much yet, but right. you can see the possibilities there. They've, Their they've, offensive line has really struggled. They've only uh, they've only scored 98 points. And we have 154, maybe something like that. Uh, 195. We have 195 points. Yep. <laughs> So we scored 100 more points than they have? Yep. And let's see. That they, seems good. And they uh, points against uh, 124 were 144. Good defense. Good defense. Their good offense defense. has struggled. They, and they're, they're mm-hmm. down, they were down two running backs last week. Uh, David Montgomery will not play in this game. He, that's their guy. He had a good start to the season, but he's yep. on IR. And they're 3-3 th- and they're, um, three and three right now. 3-3, three and three, but a tough schedule. Sure. Jeff, they... They've already faced a lot of good offenses. They faced the Rams. They've mm-hmm. played Las Vegas has a good offense. They've played Green Bay. Um, Cleveland has a pretty good offense. They lost to them. That was that crazy game where the Bears only had 47 yards. Yeah. That was Fields' first start. Since that game, uh, Matt Nagy gave up play-calling duties to his offensive coordinator, um, whose name is escaping me at the moment. But uh, it's gone better since then. They scored. They beat Detroit. I mean, I know they beat Detroit 24-14, but they had a good win against the Raiders, 20-9. to um, And then, you know, they lost to the Packers, but they always lose to the Packers. Yeah. They just haven't – their offensive line has really, really struggled. They've given up 22 sacks, which is tied for the league lead. The um, – yeah, do you realize the Lions are the only team that hasn't won yet this year? Yeah, I realize that because yeah. it's, it's like a slow-motion train wreck because just crappy – shit keeps happening to them. Yeah, it's not going well. I mean, they lost a game on a, what was that, 64-yard, 66 or something that bounced (laughs) on the crossbar crossbar and bounced straight up and and then barely went over. Yeah, barely. They lost another game on a last-second field goal. Yeah, they they have a tendency to figure out a way to lose. They play good as they used to say. How about the head coach saying he's got to step up? I'm thinking, you traded for him. Well, Jeff, that that was a trade. To, um, to get draft picks. 
basically the well, that's basically true. the Lions that's true. Basically the Lions took on Jared Goff yeah. and his big old contract and said, "Well, okay." <clears throat> and they got like two first round picks out of it. Mm-hmm. So they ate Jared Goff's contract in order to get draft picks. I don't but think, I, w- I don't think he's got a long term future. No, there. but I will say the Rams are happy with their quarterback yeah. pick. So it's working it out. Cha- Change that team completely. It's working out exactly like everybody said. Lots of times you see these moves in the offseason, yeah. and you're like, well, that's on paper, that's fantastic, but then it doesn't really work out. This is working out exactly the way everybody expected. Yeah. And <clears throat> and we also have to say um, um, Jacksonville got off the schneid. They did um, get off the schneid, you know, um, against downstate opponents, Miami. I, actually, uh, I, I watched that game because that was a 930 game. They, I thought it was funny when, um, who was it, Trevor Lawrence or somebody? Trevor Lawrence said, we're flying to London to play another team from Florida. Yeah. And called it ironic. <laughs> but no, I will say in this case he that he, was an accurate was... <laughs> use of the word ironic. Uh, irony is when Finally. the situation produces the opposite result of what you would expect. Uh and if you're a team from Florida and you fly thousands of miles to yeah. to London, you expect to play a team far away from you, not one that's already yeah, close to you. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's I think irony works there. That that's very good. You didn't good. expect me. You expect me to rail on somebody. Yeah, I was waiting. Misusing I, the word, I, right? I got, yeah, no, you were. You were. We but, really should. We should. But we should acknowledge it when somebody gets it right. You know, it's funny watching that game, looking at Tottenham Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, being there, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. But seeing it on TV, yeah, that is a beautiful stadium. Yeah. They, they do a really nice job. I feel like we end up uh, talking about this every week. Yeah, but it's it's well because they're playing in Europe. You got to talk. I think about you're getting it. some kind of Tottenham kickbacks or something. Uh, no. No. All right, Jeff, that's all I got. All Anything right. else you want to talk to before we call up Kevin? Nope, I am good. All right, let's get to it. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast, and now we have our special guest of the week with us, and that's linebacker Kevin Minner. Uh, Kevin, it's always nice for you, when you players uh, give us some time during the middle of a workday, so thanks a lot. Uh, no problem. Now, right now, uh, you're in the starting lineup. Uh, filling in for Levante David, and it, we always say it, and it's true. Um, nobody ever wants to see a teammate get hurt, but on a game day, how much more I don't know, exciting or engaging is it for you when you know you're going to have a big role on defense? Um, you know, it's, it, to be honest with you, it's kind of the same. You know, it, you know, obviously being a special teams captain, you know, and um, you know, uh, you know, just preparing for the for the work week or whatever. You know, you always kind of prepare, like you know, you know. Today is your day. You're going to make these plays. You're going to do this and that. Um, obviously, you know, it's, you know, I've been doing a little bit more in, on defense and having a big defensive role, but at the same time, the preparation is the same. You know, um, I'm getting a, just, you know, a, probably a little bit more reps, you know, throughout practice, but coach has always been good at preparing me like I am the starter for uh, for both roles, for Devin and uh, Levante. So, um, you know, it's, uh, to be honest with you, game day now is I mean it's, it's still business as usual you know you, you mentioned special teams obviously you're a captain I remember in 2019 um, when you played for about a month for Devin White you still kept playing most of your special team snaps and I remember at the time you saying hey that's my job I know that's still going to be my job when Devin comes back but I also noticed that they didn't use that approach this time and you only played a few snaps on special teams is it is it just too much to ask you to play defense and 30 snaps on special teams um not necessarily, you know. Even though I you know I am a bit older <laughs> than I was back then, um, aren't we all? It, it's right. It's still. Um, it, I think it's more so, you know, on the on, on you know, it's a 
it is really the team. Like our our young guys are playing so well right now. There's really no point in me um playing both. You know what I mean? We got guys like Cam Gill and KJ Britt, and you know, and um, you know Grant Stewart. You know, playing you know playing great on teams. Joe Tryon. You know what I mean? So you know, back then, you know, we were kind of thin. You know, in those areas or whatever. So, but but now, like you know the the way those young guys are playing, man, they don't need me on special teams. Um, <laughs> what I'm doing is defensive thing. So, well, you say they don't need you, but you're the special teams captain. So I'm I'm kind of curious on actually what does the captain do, and if you're not playing, and and if you're not playing special teams, how can you be captain? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so first question first: What does the captain do? Well, just, I don't know, just, you know, leader, man, you know, just, you know, make sure those, those young boys are staying on they you know, on their plays and in the playbook and, and as uh, far as like, you know, make sure they on you know, watching film and just, you know, leading, leading the guys or whatever. But other than that, it's really just decoration on the jersey, man. <laughs> that, that in a better parking space? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> well, so you got to play the game in the game, man. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of brought it up, but I wanted to ask you about it. Um, special teams were a bit of an emphasis during the offseason on a roster that was already pretty loaded and brought back so many people, yourself included. Um, you know, you mentioned guys like Britt and Stewart who were draft picks. Um, it looks to me like the special teams have shown pretty market improvement this year, so like on coverage and so on. Does it feel that way to you? Absolutely, man. We, um, you know, obviously, you know, you know, we got, you know, some key vets back, you know, with double A and what, well, well, Andre Adams and, you know, and Pat O'Connor and them, but these young guys, man, they came in ready to, you know, they were chomping at the bit, man, um, on, on on pretty much every phase, kickoff, kick return, you know, uh, punt. They're doing their thing this year, man. And um, I, I, I I really want to put it on them, man. They, um, the, our rookies are stepping up, stepping up big this year. For, for you personally, playing three games in 11 days, how does that affect you? And then having this, I guess you had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. How good was that? Oh, it was. Oh, it was great, bro. I mean, I mean, you know, like we talked about earlier, man. I'm, I'm getting older, man. I'm, I'm thirty now, so you know, I've some days off for heaven sent. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but uh, I'm playing um, three games in eleven days. Physically, how do you handle that? You know, just you know, try to try your best. You know to to recover as much, you know, get a couple workouts again, get the blood flowing and stuff. And, um, you know, plenty of sleep and uh, a whole lot of water, man. A whole lot of prayer. Do you, uh, do you, do you like playing on Thursday nights? Do I like it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I'll, you know, I'll do it if it's scheduled, but uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'll be yeah. honest. But, uh, that, 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 that's what we like. Honesty on the salty dogs. You can't get in trouble with us. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure it all feels a lot better when you win all three games in that span. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of which, um, you guys beat Philly on Thursday night. And uh, it seemed like I know that, that Jalen Hurts got free a few times on scrambles, but it looked like you guys, whatever, the, whether they're zone reads or some other sort of designed runs, shut that down right away. That didn't go anywhere, which really took a dimension out of their offense. It, and um, Bruce Arians was talking about how Todd Bowles, like usual, had a fantastic game plan. Are you just – how do you feel about Todd Bowles and his game planning and how often he just nails it? Hey, man, I just follow the leader, man. He's <laughs> – he's. I mean, I mean when, it, when it comes to the X's and O's, man, it's, there's really nobody better, man. 
Um, you know, obviously I'm a bit biased, but at the same time, like I mean, his resume is his resume. Those bowls, I mean, I mean, he's uh, you know, the, the, the damn genius when it comes to that defense and stuff, man. I mean, he he, you know, he, all he does is stay stay in that room, picking apart <laughs> offenses, bro. I mean, he knows it, man. He, Makes it sound like he's like got a lair where he's got, you know, bubbling vials and. So now, uh, right after Hurts, you got uh, Justin Fields coming up next, and the Bears, their offensive numbers aren't great, but there's some talented players there, and and probably Justin Fields just scratching the surface a little bit. So even though their their numbers aren't great, I'm sure you guys see some challenges here this week, right? Absolutely. I mean, like you like you said, man, it's it's a lot of talent in that team, and um, you know. And you know, just to be honest, I mean they 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 whooped us last year. So uh <laughs> yeah. you know, it's uh you know, they're they're a good team and a lot of that team is back. So I'm not, you know, we're we're definitely not gonna go into this game underestimating them. Um, so you guys but, you guys went on from there to win the Super Bowl. So it seems like you could go, yeah, who cares about that Chicago game? But it sounds from your answer like that Chicago game still bothers you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, just you know, uh, just to lose like that, you know, no, we didn't, we didn't play nearly our best. You're not even close to it. You know, it, um, it definitely sat with us. And, um, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily it fueled us for the rest of the season, but it definitely was on our mind. Um, you know, so, you know, this year, you know, we, 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 we obviously can't make those same mistakes again. So on so on Sunday, is everybody on the sideline going to be yelling at Tom Brady what down it is? <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody on the sideline going to leave Tom alone. Kevin, is that one of those things that we're chuckling about it, but no one really says anything to him about it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, <laughs> we act like we see nothing. <laughs> That's well, the he, best. He did wait until after the Super Bowl to admit it. Um, Hey, we've got, we've already had you on for about the time we said we would, but I just got one more question for you. The other day I had to put up an update on the website. It was probably about you starting for Levante and this particular program pulls in the player's headshots when you, when you do that. And I see your headshot come up on the screen, you know, the one for the bucks, you look so mean and mad in that shot. I know we haven't had a lot of contact the last couple of years because of COVID, but all I can remember is like, every time I see Kevin Minner is one of the nicest guys I run across it. What's with the what's with the mean demeanor in the picture, man? With the jailhouse look, I that was not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it just ended up happening like that, man. I, I get I get talked about it every day in the locker room about how they pick. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, my uh, my strip coaches messed with me and a couple other guys. Yeah, they uh, yeah, yeah, I look like I just did hard time. <laughs> so that was an accident. Or the photographer just happened to catch it that way? Yeah, it just kind of happened that way. You know, that's fun. that's great. Well, Kevin, you're married. You have a couple of kids. Uh, yes, things are going well for you. Uh, is your wife still selling real estate? I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. Well, she works at Zillow. Yep. Uh-huh. She, uh, she's doing nice. the thing with that. She actually um in the Tampa area. She works heavy in the Tampa area. So okay, yeah. excellent, yeah, yeah. excellent. And are there any charities or anything you're involved in that you'd like to talk about? We always like to give a little bit of push for whatever your uh, whatever your cause is. Um, it looks like we're trying to, uh, get together the whole December to remember thing again with my, uh, one of my, uh, one of my 
fellow NFL guys, uh, Brandon Copeland. We normally do a whole thing where we um, buy toys for, for kids at Target and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, we're still organizing it. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's normally the big one I do every year. So Sounds great. Well, yeah. thanks a lot for your time, Kevin. We know it was on very short notice, so we very much appreciate it. Thank you. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here for the final segment of the Salty Dogs podcast, week seven of the regular season, where we answer your questions. Yeah, and thank you for not embarrassing me in front of Kevin. With what? When I said three games at 11. I wasn't going to get that going again. You let it go. You let it go. Well, it might have taken the whole 10 minutes that week. The look on your face, though said everything but i appreciate i didn't you. want to drag it's like i know it's like mommy and daddy are arguing yeah. but they, let's not drag the kids, the kids. into it okay let's, let's save that for later i, I, I just <clears> the door to, closed just want it one good question i was i had no idea i swear i had no idea that 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 um kevin already gets teased about that headshot yeah that was great <laughs> i did not know that I, of course, everybody now is looking through the media yeah. guide to go see, you know, you can go online can and see where website. it says team, right, hit it, and you see all the players' photos. Take a look at Kevin's. Yeah, that's good it's stuff. It's funny because it does look like he's trying to look real oh, like, hard and mean, yeah. and we know him, he's like the nicest guy. Easy going. But also, not just easy going, but also the kind of guy that's going to go, hey, Scott, how's it, how's it yep. going? Yep, yep. Unless you're Jeff, then you'd say, hey, Jeff. He's not a prima donna. There are a lot... There were some good questions this week. You ready? I First am. of all, Uh-oh. I, I talked about this one last week, but I forgot to bring it with me, so I'm, I'm going to read it now. All right. <clears throat> the one where he made his wife listen in the car. Oh, right, right. Sam from Nashville. Hey, dogs. I hope you're doing well. First, and this is a little dated, and you'll see sure. here. First off, congrats, Scott's on, Scott, on your Cardinals winning 17 in a row. I know they lost in the first round of the playoffs, but still impressive. That was very impressive. It was. It was really exciting because they went from – Probably not even close to making the playoffs, too. Like, nailing it down with three or four days to go. Yeah. And then lost one game and we're out. I don't like the, that wild card system. No. Should be three out of five. Dodgers, were, but, I mean, actually, to be honest with you, Dodgers would have had a better chance of beating the Cardinals in three out of five than one out of one. That yeah, game, I believe, it went one to one into the ninth. It did. Cardinals could have won that game at any point with just a random homer. Except they didn't. But if they win game one of a sure of a five three out of five, yeah, Dodgers with their far superior starting pitching probably would have come back. Yeah, this is kind of funny because I'm talking about baseball and then listen to what this says. Okay, I know someone sometimes stats can be deceiving. For instance, Vita Vea doesn't get a whole lot of stats, but we can all clearly see the impact he has on the field. But it seems like Devin White has gotten off to a slow start. Am I just missing part of the picture? Mm. From a statistics standpoint, you can't be argued. And this was a few weeks ago, also, by the way. Yeah, he. You know, like, he's done just as good of a job as last year when he goes in after the quarterback on those delayed blitzes when the back, when the back doesn't go out. Right. He's done just as well. It just hasn't ended up with sacks. I think one of his hits caused an interception, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago. There, there haven't been a lot of big plays yet, right? And he's capable. Yeah, and I think it's because it's Devin White and the expect, expectation is there, is, All, is to be higher. Yeah, and also the kind of offense people have been hitting us with, very little running, mm-hmm. lots of quick passes, isn't giving isn't giving any of our guys a lot of opportunities for big plays. Mm-hmm. I the plays will come, he's playing fine. Yeah. The no. stats aren't there really, but I don't think you have to worry about his But level it's of a play fair qu- but it's a fair sure. question. It's a fair question. Also to continue with the baseball theme, I got behind on the podcast and my wife, who is not a huge football fan, these people are from Tennessee also. Okay. Was was game for me to listen to the podcast while we were in the car together driving. That's that's a very nice wife. That's she doesn't like what? football. She wants something. 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> this was after the first game, and you both were talking about Sean Murphy Bunting's injury a lot. And after mentioning his name about five times, my wife looks so confused and says, hold up, I thought this was a football podcast. Why do they keep talking about bunting the ball? <laughs> after I explained you were talking about a person, she was good. A few minutes later, you were talking about a pitch that Brady made to Lenny, and she looked exasperated and said, are you sure this is about the Bucks? Why did they just mention pitching? <laughs> Thanks again for the great work you both do, Sam and Nick. I think she was very observant. That is, you know, a woman is listening and putting logic to it. And I I like it. Like, what's a topic you wouldn't want to listen to? Fantasy football. Oh. You wouldn't want to listen to a podcast oh. about fantasy football, no. right? So if you were forced to by Linda while you guys were driving in the car. I'd walk. You'd, <laughs> I'd walk. <laughs> you'd probably be tuning out most of it. And if you heard words that didn't make sense to you. I wouldn't say a word. <laughs> I'd let it go. I'd try not to snore. Folks, you would not. I, you'd fall right asleep I, and snore away. I am, I'm, I'm just... I, Folks, Jeff Ryan does not like fantasy football. It's not that I don't like it. I don't have time for it, so I don't get it, get vested in it. And then, at all. but then it irritates you that anybody talks about it. Well, it's a big business. I well, mean, it's yeah, huge. I mean, you 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 have you have major networks doing shows on it where it got, where they're talking about. Well, you know, if you could, if you have the opportunity, you want to draft this person, or you better play this person. I think he's really good. I'm thinking. Well, wait a minute. If it's my team, why do I need you to tell me who I should play? I'm the GM of my team, so I yeah, should just play. Yeah, but you're just looking for information. You're looking for experts. I agree to you to some extent is that there's a lot of so-called yeah, fantasy experts How do you become there. a fantasy expert? Well, you play it a lot, and you, you pay attention to the deeper numbers. stats that okay. most people would right. look into. Okay. <clears throat> so you become very analytical a guy about might go, it. A guy, right. a guy might go, hey, um, this this guy's getting 90% of the goal line touches when they get oh, okay. inside the 10, things All like right. that, right? So, so in other words, you play with your head, not your heart. I don't I don't take the time. I'm a casual fantasy player. Uh-huh. I don't take the time to listen to all the experts. Sure. First of all, I'm not playing for money. Yeah. And and I don't do daily fantasy But wouldn't sports. you be considered an expert because <coughs> on you're football. on football? Wouldn't not you necessarily co- the same thing. No? Okay. Plus, I'd probably only be considered an expert on the Bucks. Yeah, but you're pretty good about. Well, I know that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to brag or anything. No, no, but you're a numbers guy, so that's why I do all right in fantasy football. But if I were playing against the experts, I would get destroyed because they just—it's their whole life. That's all they work on all week. And that's true. It is kind of funny, and I will—I will give you another piece of ammunition for your anti-fantasy. Well, I don't want to sound like I'm anti. It's just I'm just not interested in. Well, just let me give you this ammunition anyway, because it's the one thing that has occasionally made me think about stop playing. I certainly don't play as much as I used to. I used to have four or five leagues a a year, right? Right. Now it's down to two, and I really only meant to be in one. Sure. Um, I was watching. We got to watch football on Sunday. Yes, we did. I love those days. I spent a lot of time on the couch. That I have to tell you, I I had the NFL ticket. Yeah, I don't and, even have that. It's and still good. I was looking at, I was following every game that I thought was important until the game did, did didn't look. It wasn't going to yeah. go very well, right. and I and I jumped and I I hit all the great games good. and I didn't even use the red zone. I was just doing it on my own. It was great. You were your own red zone channel. <clears throat> yes, I was it. I was wrong. I well, was, I was watching a limited number of games because I don't have the ticket sure. because I rarely home at a time when I can. Well, use that's it. same same. So. Um, I was watching several games, like Dallas, mm-hmm. playing – who did Dallas play? It was an AFC team, right? Now you're going to – now you got me confused. Here, wait a second. That was New England. Okay, so they were playing an AFC team. Dallas, yeah. an NFC contender playing 
an AFC team. Right. Arizona, an NFC contender, was playing Cleveland, an Correct. AFC team. For the purposes of our daily lives and our profession, uh-huh. we should always be rooting for AFC teams to beat NFC teams. Yes. Especially the contenders. So mm-hmm. I should be watching that Dallas game wanting Dallas to get blown out by right. New England. I should be watching Arizona game wanting them to see them get blown out by Cleveland. Right. And I, I know those things intellectually, but here's the problem, Jeff. On my two fantasy teams, my quarterback on one of them is Dak Prescott, and my quarterback on the other one is Kyler Murray. So I'm sitting here watching this game, wanting those guys to get touchdowns, but they're still to lose. And that's sure. a tough tightrope to walk. Yeah, a, if I didn't have fantasy, there would have been nothing. I would have been, a, you'd say, rightly would have been rooting. Basically, you were, saying, <coughs> you were saying score a lot of points, but at the end, lose. Yeah, but, I mean, that's too much to ask. Yeah. Dak Prescott tried to dive over for a touchdown on fourth and goal. Didn't make at it. the ball knocked out of his hand. Mm-hmm. That's objectively a good thing for a Buccaneers fan watching sure. that game. And I was upset about it. <laughs> yeah. So See, it's funny because I was, as I was said before, I was jumping around games and I jumped to watch the uh, Carolina Vikings game because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm wanting to we see want what Carolina Car- Yeah, I wanted. And so they, they eventually did, but it got closer than I thought it would. And then I wanted to see um, Cleveland play. Wanted to see how well they were doing, just out of curiosity, because they hadn't really been able to watch them. And then um, when Murray went, when um, when Baker Mayfield went down, I went, okay, moved to, to another game. Um, the good thing is, if you stop watching a Baker Mayfield game, you're still probably going to see Baker Mayfield commercials. Well, yes, yes, and they're his, they're good. The Halloween one's the best. I don't think it's the best one. But oh, they're, that's, they're all good. That's pretty funny. Who doesn't like nachos? <laughs> <laughs> see, I made you laugh. I like the book club one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> Okay, we uh, still got three questions. Go ahead. Exalted salty ones. Ooh. When viewing Coach Arians' post-game victory speech video, and he even hyperlinked the video for me, uh. I was struck by how closed in and kind of dreary the visiting team locker room appeared. <laughs> this is a good question. This led me to question, how does the Raymond James visitor locker room compare to that of the home team? <laughs> the Bucks' home locker rooms seem really spacious, well-lit, <laughs> and features a lot of natural wood and other warm color tones. <laughs> Surely we wouldn't extend such comforts to the visiting team as well, right? Uh, Mark from Mesa, Arizona. You, um, um. <laughs> it's a good question, right? It's a great question. Visitors' locker rooms are never really very, very. They nice. always, they almost always suck. Yeah, they. Sometimes they, they'll be arranged stupidly. Yeah, they're usually way too crowded. Very crowded, limited space. Color tones you would that yeah. are not aggressive. Yeah, not aggressive at all. Soothing colors. Um. The visiting locker room at uh, Raymond James Stadium is... Um, it's okay. It's not even okay. You'd have to improve to get to okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't they have... Okay, so here's the history. Sure. When Raymond James Stadium was first built, built, the original plan was to also put the facility on the grounds outside of the north end zone <coughs> with the tunnel going in mm-hmm. so that your... Locker room in your facility was also your home locker room on game days. Yes. That plan changed, and so the the locker room on the um, Dale Mabry side in the tunnel was supposed to be for the visitors, but it was split in half, half for the home and half for the visitors. Uh-huh. And this was the case until just a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. It was, it was, it was one of the worst home locker rooms in the league because uh-huh. it was just way too small. Way. Getting interviews in there afterwards was terrible. It was, it was horrendous. A couple of years ago, they made some space available on the other side of the and, tunnel. And the home locker room <coughs> is Now the home huge. locker room is awesome. It's State big. of the art, gigantic. 
It's got really cool murals. Murals, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great freaking Beautiful, opera. beautiful. So now the visitors are still in those old crappy ones. Yep. And I don't think we're making a big effort to try to make it more comfortable mm. for them. But they do get the whole thing now, don't they? Yeah, they get both now. So it's a lot better than it it's used a, to be. Yeah, it's spread out. It's just not wide. It's very, very narrow. But I th- um, Yes, it's very narrow. Yeah. It's long and narrow. I think that Mark's instincts here were correct. Correct. Teams are not going out of their way to make visitor locker rooms comfortable. No, and I, I, I have to think about locker rooms. Carolina visiting locker rooms, not bad. Atlanta's Chicago used locking. to be terrible. Chicago used to be terrible. It's a little yeah. better now. Yeah. Um, Atlanta's were always okay. The locker room uh, at SoFi was pretty nice. New Orleans is very crowded. Uh, New Orleans has got a new locker room. We, uh, it, I didn't go last year. No. Well, they, they didn't build it till this year. Um, I didn't know this. Uh, yeah, and I believe it's like instead of, you know, how you, where the buses would come in and then you'd yeah. have to go across the, field, the way across the field. I think it's like right there before you go across the field. It's on the opposite end. Well, from, that's, from that's where I heard that's where they wanted it. Now, whether that bad. happened or not, I don't know. That's good. Is there still only one freaking elevator to the to the um Absolutely. one tiny elevator yeah. for like six people to yeah. go up to the top level yeah, to the press should, box? Yeah, you should just see us try to get our equipment in. I hate in. that Out. place. Yeah, I know. I hate that place. Well, you're going. Um <laughs> but uh let's see. That means it'll be farther away. The locker room in in at uh, Lincoln Financial this past week was not bad. I didn't I can't I, go in the locker rooms anymore. I can't either, but I was just I'm trying to remember remember them. You know. Press conference room was, was fine. Yeah. It has been the last couple of weeks. New England was fine. Well, we've been doing our interviews uh, in the hallways now. Okay. I don't know if you've noticed that. We put a microphone. Yeah, we put a microphone there and uh, wireless do do. and do Does a distance. PR bring them out for you? Uh-huh. Yeah. <coughs> so that that's worked out pretty good. You know, that's and it's hard, you know, I because know. as you well know, it's so much easier if you're in there. But maybe next year. All right. Next one. Okay. Good question, Mark. I, that was. I mean... Thought for I don't remember a Mark from Mesa before, so if, if that's your first question. You ever been there? Yes, I've been there. So have I. It's really nice. I've, I used to have a job in Mesa. Were you a waiter? I was uh-huh. at a hotel. Okay. Uh, my dad lived in Tempe, which is right next sure. to Mesa. Sure. Hello, Salty Ones. Two things. Two things. Two. First, I, I know they put the Super Bowl logos on the rings on the stadium, mm-hmm. but I didn't see a banner or a sail put on the ship. Are they going to put a championship banner on the ship like we did last time we won? Ooh. Second, is this not the best time ever to be a Bucks fan? We were kind of talking about that. Sure. Winning 13 of 14 games, we are not used to this. I used to get made <laughs> fun of for wearing Bucks gear. Now people call me a front runner. Yeah. That's, that doesn't even make sense to right. those people because if he was wearing his Bucks gear before. Right. He was clearly not being a front runner. He no. was still supporting the team when it was going badly. Well, maybe he's seeing new friends now. <laughs> But they can they can call me whatever they want as long as I keep winning. That's exactly. Sure, right. I'm with you. So I'm not really an expert on the first part of this question as to what the decorations at the stadium. Do you have any any? Issues? I know what he's talking about. I there. do know what he's talking on about on the sale, but I haven't seen a new one. Now I do know I do know that um, there's not as much signage as you would think about being Super Bowl champs, and part of that is. Um, Bruce Arians likes the fact that that was last year. It has nothing to do okay. with this year's team. And uh, the fans know it, and so let's let's move forward. Now, whether there's, a, whether there's a new sale, I would say probably not because we're a third of the way into the season. We've had how many home games? Three? Yeah, and, 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 and another thing, why do you have to celebrate or, or memorialize every Super Bowl the same way? Right. Well, that's true. You could do, you could do it in sure. different ways. Sure. And... You know, talking about, like, we're overlooking the lobby here, talking mm-hmm. about new 
ways to because the lacerable is very much represented there all sure. on the front. Well, how are we going to represent this new Super Bowl? I'm sure there will be a way, but hey, let's maybe wait a year or two because there may be more than one. Yeah, I think I think that well, our lobby's going to the plans are to do a whole makeover anyways once it's we won the Super Bowl. Time. Well, you have to because you can't just you can't. You, it's like you said, you gotta you gotta you know showcase another Super Bowl. I think, and like you said, we could have a third. I think what I've seen since we know, won the second but, Super Bowl is a lot of the. Signage and and so so on really focuses on the fact that we've won two Super Bowls. Uh huh. So maybe whatever new stuff we do, we'll sort of combine the two into you know, and maybe you know hopefully three. Who knows? Yeah, I lost Jeff. He's staring at his phone. No, I'm sorry. No, all right. Next, I'm with you. All right. One more question. Oh, wait, oh. He, uh, this is his <clears throat> name is Michael Gizzy. Gizzy G I Z Z I. Mm. Season ticket holder from New Jersey says thank you. P.S. Keep up the great work. I love the podcast. Well, thank you, Michael. Thanks. Appreciate that. that. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's not easy getting these done, but we're getting them done. We're actually early this week. Yeah, because you are I going am, out of town in I the am, middle of the football season. I am. That's just I am unheard crazy. Of, unheard of. I know. I know. Ahoy, Salt Ones. This is our friend from Brazil. And I don't, he sends a lot of questions. I don't read them every single week. Doesn't matter. But He's, he does a good job of answering questions. Listen, if you're involved, you're involved. He, he, he could be the third dog. Well, I like reading <laughs> I like reading these ones he sends like this because a lot of them are like procedural. Like, how does this work? Sure. Right? And then, so by answering his question, we tell a lot of fans out there who may not know this, mm-hmm. these things. <clears throat> Hope this finds you both well and rested. About Mickens' release. Jaden Mickens was oh, released yeah. on Monday when the team... Activated John Molshan from injured reserve. They needed a spot for that. There's still going to be some moves coming, but that's what's happened so far. Jaden Mickens was basically your main punt and kickoff returner, so it'll presumably be Jalen Darden moving forward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was wondering about Mickens' release. I was wondering if a player has a chance to choose once he is released. What I mean by that is a player release has an option if another team picks him or is he obligated to play for said team. I think this rule might be a little different for vet players, right? Since you did, thanks for reading Alexander Nascimento. Okay. You know this, but let me explain to everybody. Sure. He's right at the end there. There's a difference between vested veterans and non-vested veterans, which you need four accrued seasons of free agency credit to be a vested veteran. That's how you become an unrestricted free agent. Until you are a vested veteran, you are subject to the waiver wire when you get cut by a team. So that's why they'll say, this player got waived, but they'll say, this player got released. The actual word that they use is terminated. But right. that sounds so harsh that I always use the word release. Sure. Cut is not good either. Cut doesn't sound good, so I try to use released whenever sure. possible. But terminated is the official word the NFL uses. Been free to, to look for other opportunities. <laughs> so if you are waived, mm-hmm. then you go through the waiver wire. And teams have a 24-hour period to claim you. And if there are multiple claims, whoever is highest on the waiver wire, which is determined, the order is determined by reverse order of standings. Sure. Um they get you. And, yes, you are obligated to go play for that team or just not play at all. Right. And they inherit whatever contract you had when you were waived. Uh-huh. Um, if you clear waivers, then you can sign with whoever you want to. With They'll, a new contract. It's going to be a new contract. And, you know, probably a lot of these guys, if they just got waived, if anybody comes to sign them, they're going to say yes. But sure. you get to choose. And if you're a veteran who's released, you immediately become a free agent that can sign with any team. You don't pass through waivers. <clears throat> That's the difference. So Mickens, at this point, is released, and he can sign anywhere at any time. This changes after the de- the trade deadline during the season. So that is true for all offseason and up in the season up to the trade deadline. After the trade deadline, 
veterans have to go through the waiver wire first, too. Mm. I believe that is in the point of that is to keep make it harder for teams to circumvent the trade deadline. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. So after the trade deadline, if you release a veteran, he does go through the waiver wire. Now, see, that's that's something that most people wouldn't know. They just assume. They don't even really think about it. They just go, hey, he's not on the team anymore. Yeah, he's cut. He can but where, where does he go and how does that work? And that was uh, that's actually a good question. That's why last year when Leonard Fournette was cut by the Jaguars, I believe he had to clear waivers he first. He did, and we picked it up. Nobody right? won. No. Yeah, you wait for him to clear yeah. waivers. We didn't claim him. No. We signed him. Nobody claimed him off waivers, partly probably because they didn't want to inherit the contract. contract. Um, who else? I don't know. Rob Gronkowski was a trade. Can't think of another good example. <clears throat> but in any case, yes, um, Jade Mixon is free to sign with anybody right now. And he's been back and forth a little bit with sure. us, so you can't rule out the idea that they might put him on the practice squad. Yeah, or you don't know where it could be. Hey, this is a numbers game right now. S- stick around. You, you tend to put, if you need to create a roster spot, you tend to choose the guy you think has the best chance of not, not getting, getting picked up. Right? Yeah. Clearing waivers. <laughs> Which is like, it's good that they want to bring you back, but it's bad that you're the guy that they don't think anybody wants. Well, it didn't work with Khalil Davis. No, it we did not. We put him on the waivers, yeah. and he got claimed by yeah. Indy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the last question. There were four of them. There was a lot. Yeah, no, those are very good. Very good job, good. guys. I feel, like, I feel like, you know, we educated people. If you have made it this far and you like the idea of sending us a question for next week please. or future weeks, please do so, and you can email them to... At saltydogs.buccaneers.nfl.com. Don't forget the .nfl. No, the I know. In the middle, it's not Buccaneers.com. No. And I'll just assume if you're listening to this podcast, you either know how to spell Buccaneers or have the wherewithal to look at it. Sure. And if you are listening to this podcast, you're listening to a couple of classics, and that brings us to beef for Brady's. Wings, nachos, Angus, burgers, beer, put them all together, and you got beef for Brady's. Are you hungry? For a great tailgating experience. Well, we got the Bears game coming up, so try beefs. Go full on. Beef for Brady's, where game time meets tailgating time. Anything else, Mr. Smith? No, that was very well said. Thank you. Since you did, thanks for listening.